Off of 31 or something. Yeah, we're like, by the West Valley. Oh, yeah, by, by the Valley Fair Mall. Real ones know this spot. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here with um, Sifa Wesi. He is my brother. I swear he is like, What's I've known this brother? kid since I was little. <laughs> he always came to our house and sang with his like piano and his family. Like the Wessies, everybody knew the Wessies. Oh, everybody knows the Wessies. Not the bad memories, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All the bad memories, actually. See, no, but who are you, Sifa? Like, um, what, like, who are you? Who am I? I am who I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, my name is Sifa Wessie. Um, I was raised in West Valley, born in Salt Lake, and I live in Taylorsville. I am the second boy third child in my family and um yeah my parents come from, my mom comes from Uya, my dad comes from nuku nuku um i just graduated from the university of utah bachelor of arts in music okay oh, what? and i'm in the process of trying to record two songs future <gasps> future Reference. I'm sorry to be to like propose that out there. Oh, really? No, what? Oh, you didn't even tell us personal. I'm like, no, it's, it's, a, it's a personal project, but I just. You heard it first. Y'all heard it first. Y'all heard it first. Y'all heard it first. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. It's a what? Christmas song this December. I'm trying to do like a brass, jazz, like Tongan mixture with like oh American. Gosh, that is so nice. And then next summer, I'm trying to do like just a positive tune. Hopefully we can get like tapu like in there. Oh, we yeah. totally. Oh, we <laughs> better be in there. Barbecue you need me to snap your, my fingers, play oh, the guitar. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I mean, that's the plan, but I don't know how it's gonna go. Wow, I but, mean, I, I can't believe you have your bachelor's in music. Dang, y'all didn't know that. That's no, cool. I think no, I yeah, wouldn't expect cool. anything else. Like you, if there was anyone that knows music, it's you. Dang, I feel. Hey, no one knows. That's kind of weird. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm. You no. can't wait your piano to my house. <laughs> exactly. I know. I like, feel like everybody does know because whenever I bring up your name, people will always be like, "Oh, um, the U of U games." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." But that I, don't guy. Think, I don't think anyone knows I graduated. They're just like, "You've been at school for like 20 years." And like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It does not matter how long. You know what? <laughs> Even if it took 20 years, okay, see, fuck, did it take 20 years? It took eight years. <laughs> I'm not close. scared. Yeah, I'm not scared to say that. No, that's good. So just part of my intro, like, that's what I want to say. Like, it took a really long time just because, like, I had to, I grew up, like, the traditional Italian way, and I was trying to, like, balance school life and being Italian-American. And then this past semester, I finally um, came into terms of, like, understanding and accepting who I was and tried to learn and get better. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, the logist of it. Dang, that's deep. But that's really that's really good to like. That's deep. It is because you're like it was an everyday struggle. Like that's. It was eight years. No, that's good. Like um, I remember I spoke to a lady at a baby shower, and she talked about how her and her husband were on a ten year plan. Like they put themselves up for a ten year plan for college, mm-hmm. like. You know, a lot of times we always feel like we have to like have to rush it, it or we have to do possible. it right after. 
but I feel like college is one of those things I'm like, it'll come over time. Yeah. Or it'll come mm-hmm. in its doses, you know. So, good for you. Good for getting it done. Like, that, like, if you finish know, school, that's like straight up. Right now. Duh, because and your album's about to drop on Christmas. Like, you don't say that. Like, it's just one song. But yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Leave it while I rap on it, that's why. Your mixtape about to come through. Yeah, y'all, y'all are like the managers. That's a mixtape. Hell yeah. Fucking managers. Dude, you already know who's going to totally got music. you. But, um, dang, so speaking of music, what is your favorite? Like, what, I feel like you're really into, like, Neo Soul. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah, Neo Soul. I love Neo Soul. I know that. Urban Gospel, Jazz. I love, yeah, just... Music that derives from like African American culture. I know. See, like, why, why African American culture? Because they like post slavery or during slavery, they they carried when the slaves were brought here, they carried you know like the their the like their the call and response like the the traditional um, characteristics of like what they do in music, call and response, the drum rhythms. Because before that, it was all classical and march music. Crazy. Like, you know, like from Europe. So once the blacks came here, like they would have like their chants, their singing, using the ear, and it's funny because the Tongans use that too. Like from Africa, there you hear like the bass, like that four-part harmony. It's in Tongan music too. So they. That's so true. I feel like that's why we vibe so well with reggae, Mm -hmm. reggae, because it's like we have like, like Polys. We do have those those same rhythms, like Mm -hmm. feels as reggae. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every Polly knows too. Like, Polynesians are always like, How do you guys sing like that? Like, it's funny. Every Polly. That's true. They're yeah. like, You guys just sing, have good naturally voices, but it's just like, we just but, grow up doing it. And it's yeah, like, Yeah, it's like natural to, to yeah. sing. It's natural. It is, but I do like how that you bring up um, the origins of it, um, especially because if you're thinking back to African American history and where that music came from, it came from the time of slavery and it you know i mean i am mm-hmm. going to assume that maybe that music was um to help heal and console what was going on at the time yeah spirituals yeah and man yeah to see this where my brother comes in because he knows a lot about like liberation mm-hmm. but but yeah, he ain't like, here hey we thought we missed you though <laughs> bye, but it ain't about you right now bye 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 pastor bye pastor no but from then like jazz was you know, formed and then from jazz, everything just sparked because blacks created drum sets. Like, you think about it, there was no drum set, like, they just had bass drum, but Mm -hmm. there were no such thing as drum sets. And then from drum sets become like blues, rhythm and blues, Mm. guitar, like everything stems from jazz, which is crazy because it just took over the world. Like, you listen to music now, it's like, it just all comes from jazz, but no one pays homage to blacks or the African-Americans. It's just kind of like, because it's the American classical music. It's totally no like, to like this, yeah, to acknowledge it for what yeah, it is. Yeah, acknowledge it, because people still have that, like, they inherit that image of, like, black people still. Yeah. It sucks to say, but it's true. It's true, because that image comes through history books. It yeah, comes through, books. you know, school, through a lot of School stuff. news media, mm-hmm. yep. stereotypes, and just, man. Yeah, it's crazy. My bad, I didn't mean to go off topic. No, oh, wow, what did no, I tell you? I know, oh my, <laughs> this is your <laughs> topic. This is it. What made you want to pursue music, like, as, like, as a degree, or, like, what made you really want to do it? It's funny you brought that up, because when I was young, um, like, 
we all do, everyone does music at church. Like, it doesn't matter what religion. Like, the Thoma sisters, Anna Jane, like, they're LDS. But in, like, New Zealand, like, a bunch of people that are Wesleyana, like, are crazy musicians, too. Like, Three Houses Down. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's just part of our culture. And, like, we grew up doing music. And then, but in, as far as, like, brass band, like, it's huge in Tonga. And my dad used to have, like, this cassette, like, my Fee, it's a school in Tonga, mm-hmm. they would always play. And they'd do all the Christmas songs, and and we used to play Tatolu, or, you know, Sikon, yeah. and they have a brass band, like, they, you know, they do the exact same thing, and we used to play in there. And if you ever, have you guys, you know how you heard the, the brass band on Sunday, the Pohiwa, mm-hmm. like, the Himis? Mm-hmm. You guys? Yeah. Or, yeah, uh-huh. the first time, the FTCC brass band, yeah. like, you, you can hear how the bass and, like, the euphonium, like, does its fill-ins. It's like kind of duplicating like the Siasi Tonga, like you get that same feel. Yeah, but instead brass. of using the instruments, yeah. instead yeah. of the voices. Instead of voices, we're using instruments. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that Tongan feel. I just fell in love with it. Like I did sports, but like I just fell in love with brass. I picked everything up easily, like tuba, baritone, trumpet, and then I never thought I'd, like I never thought I'd go into it in college because like growing up, like I just did it for fun. And everyone was doing football, like, in terms of, like, the discourse community here in America, like, everyone's doing football. My parents were telling me to, like, go work, and I wasn't taught, like, how to go to college. So my brother just threw me in the marching band up there, and I'm, like, this 6'3 Tongan up there, and everyone's, like, <laughs> I'd laugh, dude. Everyone would be, like, what are you doing up here? And I was, like, I'm in the marching band. They're, like, you're supposed to be playing football. And I was, like, <laughs> wow. Don't tell me my life. I know. Don't tell me how to live my life. I haven't had little kids ask me for autographs. As I walk with my trumpet. Oh my god. Yeah, like little kids like, can you sign? Like every time they have game days, like, can you sign my book? I would put like, (laughs) I would hello, okay. I know the signs. Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Like we went to BYU and the student sections would start laughing. They're like, dude, you should should be out on the field. Like, Balangi kids. And there's like one uli uli, I don't mean to bring up race, like, because race is a touchy subject, but like one uli uli kid start laughing. I'm like, dude, you should be at our school because you're the only one. Dang, you're the only one over there. Cut it out. I mean, I just did that because like they would start laughing. Like, I'm, I'm like 6'3, and everyone else is like tiny kids with like glasses, you know, like typical banner. Like, you are out here being the drumline. Like, yeah, you are out here being Nick Cannon. I was trying to be drumline here, and my band director is like different culture. Yeah. He I told me to leave. Yeah, I was like, bro. He's wow. Like, hey, oh, I so love Doug Line. So, the movie was tight. But I love it. Like, I love that you're like that because I, I grew up in a really, like, um, sheltered home. So, like, being LDS, like, we mm-hmm. we only heard soft Sunday sounds. But, like, you know, like, and it's, and it's, no, but it was, like, no, oh no, that gosh. was, yeah, Sunday night was Sunday sounds. No, 100.3, yep, come on. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, those were, like, those, you know, like, those, yeah. that was the music that I would listen to on Sundays. But then, like, uh-huh. we loved when you guys came because uh-huh. we always got that different, like, different taste, like, gospel. Yep. Yeah. And and it was so weird because I felt like I related to your guys' music more than I related to Sunday <laughs> sounds. <laughs> but that's just you know I loved it and that's why I I like that you're talking about music right now because everything you're talking about I'm like dang I feel the exact same way like mm-hmm. it is healing to the soul like it's therapeutic. Yeah, and the crazy everything. thing is music. Like I'm not trying to bash on religion, but like music is a universal language and it like reaches out to people in different ways but where it becomes an issue is where one person like just says this is 
like how, they create a canon of yeah, music. Yeah, they create a canon of music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's and that's it. Mm-hmm. And like times are changing. Like mm-hmm. the music from like sixty year old is like still it. Mm-hmm. And then like eight years later, it's like, you know, it's like becomes like ancient, like Gregorian yeah. chant style. Yeah, I that and it's already been like a lot of people just sample it. They, uh-huh. you know, it's uh-huh. always been. It's always like. Chopped and screwed on, or not mm-hmm. chopped and screwed, but like, like, don't get me wrong, I love like that Sunday music. I did not just wear the T Pain song. She needs to be like, T Pain's coming through. T Pain's coming through. Sorry. Auto tune? No, just kidding. But I like what you're saying, though, about music, and I like music. A lot of people talk about it being healing aside, you know, taking it out of the religious context as Mm -hmm. well. Because to me, I think the reason why I relate to music is because it's literally somebody taking their, you know, ideas or whatever and putting it, you know, out in a different way rather than like I express myself through writing. But -hmm. some people express themselves through like writing a song. And you can really, Mm -hmm. you can really almost see the inside of somebody's head or you can see how a person thinks even through music. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop, you take that whole genre of music and it talks a lot about struggle and hardship. And, you know, and a lot of people say they need to censor it. They need a, this and that and the other, whatever, mm-hmm. that it's negative. But it's like, but that is authentically what people think and feel. That's somebody's real life, real mm-hmm. emotions, real perspective. And to censor that means that it's not real. I don't yeah. know, personally, for me. And so I, I also liked how with the Bohiva, how we had different churches mm-hmm. and they all had different variations of like a lot of similar music. How, you know, Siestonga, you guys were explaining it to us about their style of music mm-hmm. and how it's still very true or true to the actual ancient form of yeah. music, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then you could see a lot of how the other churches were, you know, very yeah. similar to that. And it was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see. Yeah, like, I agree. Because Siastoma has, like, if you listen to, like, their, the form of their music, it's, like, they're telling a story. And, mm. and like, what you said, like, mm. you know, the, the music is based off, like, what the person is trying to portray mm-hmm. and convey. And when you listen to their lyrics, like, when the tenors come in, like, they're saying something. Like, my brother knows more about this part, but, like, if you hear how they sing it, though, it's, like, it's way different from, like, how the other choirs were. Because the other choirs are like four-part harmony throughout the whole song. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's like yeah, kind of mm-hmm. modern, mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like modern, um, like, you can tell like it's, it's like, it's it's organized, mm-hmm. like figured bass, counterpoint species music. But Siastoma, it's like, tenor can be like, uh, and then mm-hmm. another person comes in. But with, with the other choirs, it's like, yeah, like counterpoint species, figured bass, like just four-part harmony all the way through. And some are more soulful than the others, but like it's still that same form. Like Sweet Harmony was singing like the same thing, but mm-hmm. it was like a little quieter. And then Thoyalfa had their own, Lamali had their own Thoyalfa. But like they were all kind of like the same, like the same um, or style of music. But it, like it's, you can tell like where, where it comes from too. Like you can tell the West Sianos like yeah. how they sing and the Seattle style. Mm-hmm. And then. It was very soft and it was very reminiscent of like the most the Mormon tabernacle choir. And I was talking to my parents afterward and it's like 
I'll be honest, you know, it is a lot quieter, and I, I enjoyed the Sesitonga Ho'eki, their choir, a lot more. But I do like that Ifana's choir stayed true to their religion, like the, mm -hmm. the music of their religion, mm -hmm. yeah. which is, you know, the Mormon church, it is a lot softer, it's more reverent, and I'm glad mm -hmm. that they just stuck with that. Actually, yeah. that last song that they sing, uh -huh. um, that's my grandma and them's favorite song. Oh, when Ifana soloed? Yeah. Oh, I was cheering him on from like the front of my... Like, that's the Weeha song. <laughs> what song is it? I forgot what it's called. <laughs> I forgot Don't judge me, Grandma. I'm so sorry, Grandma. I'm trying to remember right now. I want to sing it for everybody, but I don't even know the words that good. I'd be a fraud tongue in if I tried to say it. Like, mm -hmm. it's, but it's. But we know it's a Uiha But y'all know when he sings it. But anyways. But shout no. out to Eva. <laughs> shout out to Sweet Harmony. I love them. He always comes through. He's he's been about this. Uh -huh. He's yeah. been part of the Eva's great. Gotta do a podcast on him one day. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, oh. dude. So I mean, I feel like so you guys are frustrations here, right? You're yeah. Frustrations. So for you, what has um the sh what have what. What's the struggle been like for you? I mean, you said you've been going to school for eight years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what everyday life struggle was yeah. was it for you? But what kept you motivated? Motivated, was it music? Was it music? Is that really your passion? Is that why you wanted to? I mean, that's a, that's a deep question. Like, a lot of things kept me motivated. Like, man, I don't even know how to answer that, actually. Because faith has a huge part, like, I'm yeah. sure everyone... Mm -hmm. Like, we all know God is there, and we're taught about God in, like, different ways. But for me, it was like, I knew that I had a certain calling. And it's funny, because I grew up, like, a troublemaker. Like, oh, yeah, I totally says that. know Like, that. I grew up gang big, trying to gang big. <laughs> <laughs> trying to gang big. Teens all day, bro. T.R. West Valley, whatever, K-Town. Oh, oh, cut it out. He's like, cut it out. Bad memories, not just kidding. <laughs> no, but you go, you do that because here in Utah, it's like the stereotype for yeah. like minorities to be in a gang. I was never yeah, in a gang. Exactly. No, you weren't. <laughs> you weren't? That's like a vodka. No, you was. Lena, let's change the subject back to Sifa. Okay, Sifa, but back to your gang. Back to your gang. Back to you and your gang. Far, I mean, but don't wouldn't you agree that it was like it was the pressure from society like you already feel that the people you you surround yourself with you know mm -hmm. they're tongans but you know th that was it yeah. like you only had really like take care of your parents and mm -hmm. be in whatever True. way you could a lot of them turned to like whatever yeah. they had to turn to whether it be a gang life or mm -hmm. schooling but you did both so that's cool. <laughs> well, it was rough. So that's real cool. That's it was rough. rough. It was way rough. I did both, but like I was like crying and crawling my way into it. <laughs> I was like trying, cause like, like I love how you guys talk about like just the the issues that people don't talk about because you know like what we talked about with Pohiba, like how we tried to just let people know like hey, this is you know if you are mentally ill or sexually harassed like you just feel like tell someone mm -hmm. it doesn't matter Talk what it is it. it's funny because like I kind of figured out like my mom she unconsciously like didn't go like hey I'm here for you but she would always tell me just to like pray and she just 
Like, I felt God's love through her, so that's what helped me cope, like, as far as coping and growing. Because, like, I'd get hurt from my, I'd get hurt, like, how the traditional way was, the protocol, like, I mean, like, growing up here and then just the expectations that my parents had and they would, my dad would say, like, oh, you're supposed to already know this and this, and I felt like a failure. And then they'd invest more in my brother because he's the oldest, and then I'd feel even more lower. Mm -hmm. But I knew that was the way, but, like, you know, it's just, I couldn't help but feel like, man, I'm not good enough. Because I didn't have anyone to talk to. And my mom and my dad and them, they would say, like, oh, we didn't talk to our parents, so, like, sorry, this is just how, you know, we raise you. And my mom, like, again, she didn't just say, like, hey, I'm here for you, but she kind of gave me a sense of that when she was like, hey, like, always pray, like, God's love is always there. So that love kind of kept me, like, inact, like, from not going out and doing all of these crazy things. Because I was, like, like doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to do, and then I still was at home doing family, going to church. At the same time, I was loving music, but... I felt, I felt a sense of peace, like, because when I was hurt, when I didn't feel good enough, I just opened the Bible. And that God's love was that person that, like, I opened up to. That kind of, So, like, I, I like how we bring that up to people. Because I don't know, like, if my mom didn't say that, I, I don't know if things would probably be different. Like, you know, how things happen out there. Crazy things. Yeah. That's true. Moms always know what to say. Mm-hmm. And they always know when to say it. It's so weird. Mother's intuition. Yeah. Dang, that's true. Women power. <laughs> Speaking of, so I, we, you're the first guy that we've brought on to speak on the podcast. And and I, you know, and when we had been planning, I mean, the Bohiva was like, what, over over a week ago. And, um, two. yeah, almost like two Sundays for sure. One Sunday. Not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, how do you feel about that? And why are you, are you okay with, you know, being, with being here, being a part of Tapu, being on the podcast, and then even like being a male voice representative of like a lot of males who don't have a voice. Yeah, no, um, like you guys already know, like from the first time we talked with Vita, like we just clicked. Mm-hmm. And sure it it's funny because from our side, we were like, oh, wow, they're, they're, they are first generation Tongans who are trying, they're putting action into, to, uh, you know, trying to help people and, and into what, what, what they're passionate about. Because I know a bunch of people who, who are passionate about the same issue, but they don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, no disrespect, but it's just, like, I don't see any fruit, like, yeah. going into fruition. But you guys, like, took your way out to come over. And me and my brother, like, again, like I said, like, I think it's funny, like, mom's love has kind of kept us grounded because we were aware of, like, trying to be tough around the boys and going around, like, Tongan community, like, functions. You have all the OGs and the guys on one side. And, you know, like, we were aware of, like, how, like, that manly side of it. And we kind of learned, like, oh, hey, like, before we, like, confined to that and try to be with the boys and make, like, certain slurs that they say and stuff. But we were kind of like, dude, um, like, we are who we just are, and we kind of yeah. just, like, <laughs> we're, like, because we talk to each other, and it kind of unpack all these things, and we're, like, dude, we don't even, like, we started realizing that that's just, you know, that's just the front for, like, like, people are always hurting inside, but um, we're just, like, man, like, that's crazy how, like, you guys are bringing this awareness thing where they, like, people don't have to front all the time, and, like, try to be more transparent, have more transparent conversations, so me and my brother started having that, and then when we met you guys, and you guys were talking about all this, 
it just happened naturally. Like we we didn't feel forced. We didn't feel like 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 it, it just happened. Like because usually like we have to stress out about making things work, but it was like like this just happened and being the first male I feel honored actually you knew <laughs> like, it yeah. I feel very honored <laughs> yes. God's plan God's plan yeah. they've been saying the whole week I've been saying it oh, snap. I want Drake yesterday. tickets I want Drake won tickets she I won, won them, them. Oh, and, and I just kept saying like God's plan she was saying it over Decide. and over I definitely yeah. have to go to that concert everyone's been asking it <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, I've been. I've been keeping up with singing time. up the stairs last night when we got hit. Yeah. Oh. Like, Kiki, love me. I was like, who's there? Dude, that's been my Kiki love. Hi, Kiki. It's so crazy, I know. Kiki. Well, I think we're honored. For sure, we are. No, I don't think we are honored for sure to have you, oh, your brother, geez. and Eddie. Where's Eddie? Oh, Eddie. I know. Where's Eddie? I told you to be He's like, are we going to Sonic? I was like, no. Oh, I don't want to go. We'll get you Sonic next time, Eddie. We knew you weren't coming, that's why we met out at the library. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She funny to the whole Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, she thought we went to the library. (laughs) Eddie, we take the Sonic. Mm. Hold on, let me call real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Now they went to the Hana practice to help out the we I love that. I always know that's how you Yep. Yep, that's, that's that Dalhiva right there. Dalhiva, yes. The Leona band's done it for so long. They have. They're so yeah. Utah. It's so crazy. They're no, we're so alive. you're so Utah. If you camp at the thing. <laughs> yep. That's us. We don't do. think they might be afraid. <laughs> and <gasps> really, you might be walking with the little. Aren't kid. you running? Are you running still? I am running. Let's not put that out there. Oh, well, <laughs> so you we'll see you then. I am no, running. We'll I'm see you at the end. Hey, perfect. <laughs> see. Wait, there's a marathon. There is, but I'm not running the marathon. Oh. Yeah. I love, I know. I really like um, July 24th. I love it. I love it. But you know what they just added that they didn't add a few years ago was that um, Native American circle. So oh, yeah, the circle. Yeah, oh, the yeah, they had that. It was so, year. man, I went there last they, year. It was like, it was nice, but it was so awkward because it was like, there's the drum circle, and then outside everyone's celebrating. But it's like, dang, if only everyone could really celebrate, like truly celebrate inside the circle. Yeah, true. The Native American. They never had to pay. It was always there, though. I remember going up. Really? I don't ever remember seeing it because we had to do the dollars. Now that it's because they're barely charging people. That's why. Yeah, which is free. They used to always have it. They always have it every year. I remember They'd always fence it off, though. Like, I don't know why. Which they have every right to, but I think the last time they went there, that this, something was dedicated to them. Um, it was like on the north, 700 north or something, like an area. But that's good. They deserve everyone they can get. Oh my god! I like. I, I loved it. I loved that we celebrated 24th for the Mormon pioneers because they that was a sacrifice that they made as well. But man, I just feel for the Native Americans, like just mm-hmm. being in that circle, being with them. So that's exciting. We're all gonna be there next week then. <laughs> Y'all better spray water so, on this. Are we all gonna be at that Native American circle then? Y'all better bring some Powerade while I'm watching you. I know, dude. We always spray you guys. We always spray you guys. I know your family's always like. I know. Yeah, we are. Y'all can just be like this. <laughs> Dang. Um, and you guys oh, always man. been playing the the trumpet. Do you play everything? I like to band. say that, but I really I'm not good. 
sir. Say, oh, I'm cut just it right. out. Say, you got your bachelor's. You real good, actually. Okay. Hey, expectations, not just. No, even. not even expectations. I just Everyone know it. are good. Cut it out. I'm all right. Think so. But that album, though. I'm just kidding. It's just one song. I'm so excited. You said it was two. Well, there's, there's a song next to him. That's all I, you need, too? That's one album right there. Right. See, that's it. No. And then, uh, I might need y'all's help, by the way, because I, I don't know. You know to... we are there for you. You all know. Right. Can you another, be the first? Another meeting. <laughs> oh, I know. Could you do some Neo Soul, man? I would love it. Oh, I'm such a Neo Soul fan. Man, oh. I noticed it man. when we first had our meeting, and you were like, the music was playing, and your hand was like, dang. Is this Neil Soul? I'm like, dude. Like, how do you well, know? Like, You're all like break dancing. I'm like, chill out, Sipai. That was Vita. Vita was always like, <laughs> no, that was Vita on the night of the Pohiba. Yeah, it was like, oh, we were from where we were sitting. We were watching, and this was his face. He was hella watching us. He was like looking at us, his eyebrows, and, 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 and then his his foot was moving. Like, I don't win. Here we go, guys. Here we go. He does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hell stood up, put his ass like, straight up. He's <laughs> like, you fucking not thought that. I know. Dude, right when Vita did that, I straight went, oh, hella my fauna. I'm like, get it, bro. You're like, get oh. it, bro. You're you know, like, but that's, that's the Tongan spirit. Like, yeah. Vita straight up put out that Tongan that is spirit. Tongan and spirit. I'm like, dude, sure, when man. you get Mafana, you get up, when you feel it, when you, you start get tapping your foot, so when you start your raising your eyebrows, dude, start when you start action, shaking action your songs. shoulders, like. start footing, stand on a tepile and fall over. And then the doctor's if like, there was a table by him, he would have been the doctor's like, your back is broken. What did you do? <laughs> well, hotly at the point. I did. Well, I felt the spirit. I was kind of Lydia. I felt the spirit. I was Lydia Bolivar. Bolivar, what's that? It's like you had to be there. For real, you literally had to be there to see Vita in full Vita mode. Like, this is why he was a pastor. I'm like, dude, this is why you're a pastor. Dude, that guy is so sexy. Yeah, he gets, <laughs> no, he gets pumped. Because we could tell, we could tell he couldn't sit still. He was like, he yeah, was looking at the three of us like this. Don't be hey, don't be talking who we to be talking like that. Hey, we make my brother too low, too low, bro. Now let me tell you something. I, I love him to death because that's he's not scared to do anything. Nope. Yep. You'll tell him do something, and that's why he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, should I get my doctorate? So I was like, <laughs> go, go. Yeah, I was like, but go you ahead, know, brother. when go we ahead. went with him, when we went with him to the five fake hours, and the way he talked, and the way he brought all our spirits, like yeah. we all connected when he would talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he is nuts. Like we went to. But you go too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this goes back to the culture. <laughs> This goes back to culture. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a bring this up real quick. Okay, okay. What, what, what's the difference between you and Vita? Because I, I, I see it, but what is it? Well, here's the thing. Like, for me, like, I'm a silence. Like, I, you know, I'm like a sniper. You know, it's just like, I'm just doing my thing. Yeah, oh, that's okay. powerful. But Vita, he's more of like, dude, Grenades that guy. And bomb <laughs> <laughs> like, C4 is this thing. Like, yeah. his, and that's he's a I, nuclear bomb. Maybe. He's a nuclear bomb, and that's what I mean. Like, Growing up, my dad, like, I'm not speaking down on, on him, but he just, like, had Vita do everything. Like, oh, it's... Yeah, because it's that... Oldest. It's, he's the oldest. It's that hierarchy, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that tiny thing. But, like, 
the oldest are always gonna get you know everything because it's the first like the parents' happiest moments and first of everything. But my dad took it to the next level. He's like, "Fight left," and he was like, "Go to Vegas." And he does it though. Yeah, and he does it. Vito does it. So when he was young, my dad would like have him do that. Go there, do a fight. Like, but the thing is, like, I was always behind him, so I was able to like pick up everything. But I didn't have that that experience where I just like do it. So for me, that's where I get anxiety from because like. When he left, people just kicked me up there and they made me do everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, for the past 20 plus years, I wasn't doing anything. Somebody else was. Yeah, I was watching. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is in Italian culture. Like, all my second oldest cousins, like, all the brothers, Ooh. like, they're close. There's a sense of loyalty, but there's not, like, you don't, like, they're not really, really close. Where they tell each other everything, how they really feel inside. Mm -hmm. So that's when, growing up, my mom is still loving me. And kind of like, for me, it was just different because like, I've always been, yeah, you brought up a good point earlier. Music motivated me. Like, I felt like I had a calling for music. And one day I just had the courage and went up to my brother. I was like, can we talk? And he's like, well, I was like, I don't appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, actually. <laughs> I hate you. No, I just went to. I hate being a baby. I hate you, Eddie. I hate you. Can you tell dad I hate you? Tell dad. Tell dad. I'm a go. Tell dad run away. Run away. Tell dad go run away. Tell dad this T bill. All mine. All day. You try to run away, then Papa's arguing. Dude, he's crawling. Dude, that's actually happening. Which happened to me. When I was little, I got mad. My brother's like, hey, I don't appreciate blah, blah. And I like said something bad. And he went to my dad. My dad's like, See if I said he's gonna hit me, then my dad grabbed it too much for me. I was like, oh, I can never picture that oh. because when I was to you guys were the happiest kids. Oh yeah, of course, but still, like people don't know, like we still go through what every time and family yeah, goes every, through. I know. My dad's like, go ahead. <laughs> and I still react like how everyone else is. But it's crazy because right it away. was like we all relate because there was a time. There was a time when that was acceptable. Yeah. You know, and and that yeah. it was just that. It was just that. Mm -hmm. There was no not, no explanation. It's just like, acceptable. But now we understand that there's trauma that comes from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We traumatized. Still, yeah. We still kind of accept it because we talk about it, and it's hard for us not to laugh about it. Because, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. because that like, is all yeah. of our experiences. We yeah. all know what it's like I to get know. our asses beat. Yeah. Okay, kids. That was like yesterday. We went with Ruby to the movies, and we took our kids. And then I um, flicked my kid's ear in front of a Latino man. Mm -hmm. And he was okay with it. Because yeah. we understand that like, <laughs> that language. There's that, you know, we have you know, like he just knew like, all right, this this mom just putting her son in her place. Like, go ahead, girl. Like he was saying that. I was like, Yes, I am. Like, put my son's here and walk away. Like but if it was but, police Betty, you'd be like I know, but if it no, for real it was like bust out their phones, start recording. start recording. Yeah. But I was so grateful, I'm like, I'm glad you understand because honestly I had to do that to my son. Like, you know, you got kids running around, you know. He's like the cops are on their way. For real. He's like, I know. I know, but Dude, it's funny because we were at job agency yesterday and me and Vita were like or two days ago, we were sitting in there, and he's like, following people walk in, and the Uli guy runs, he's like, hey, whoever's cops are in the in the van, whoever's dogs are in the van, some lady's calling the cops, and their windows are like halfway down, both windows, but the lady was sitting there, she was like, and it reminded me of that meme, that, that like, meme. Balangi lady would call, like, Becky, <laughs> you know, 
And she stood out there for like 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> and we, we were leaving. She was still telling me. She was like, yeah, the license plate is. And I was like, dude, the window's down. Like, hella fear you. Like, the windows are not up. I'm not saying so that, like, but I'm hella fear you look too. I wouldn't be calling them like, like bruh. Snapchat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. I, I got the juice right here. Becky. Ew, that's so annoying. I know. Yeah, permit Becky. Permit Betty. <clears throat> One thing I wanted to ask though, like going back to like the brother hierarchy, uh-huh. is like you talk about you watching Vita all the time, mm-hmm. and some on uh, some of the stuff that we've had to do, we've had you guys have brought Eddie along, mm-hmm. and so we've gotten to know Eddie, and Eddie's like how old now? He's fourteen. He's fourteen, and so he's watching you guys. What do you think? Because because honestly, truth be told, I'm really interested in the Polynesian male experience. Yeah. Like I feel like our women, our girls, they're set, you know, because oh, there's totally. just so many people who are advocating for women and girls yeah. that when, like, when your little girl grows up, Lena, you know, I feel like she's gonna be set. But what about Eddie? Like, what about the boys? Um, what has if you're watching Vita and Sifa or and Eddie's watching you, what do you think it's gonna be like for him, or what is it like for him already? Well, for that, like, we've already hit like so many barricades with him, like not that it's bad, it's just because he's the youngest boy and he gets spoiled. So for him, like, he was, he's, he's feeling, he's experiencing things I never had and I'm just like, what? You're getting all these things already? Like, I had to work for that but it's because he's the youngest and it's funny because my parents are like, it's funny how their logic is like, dude, yeah, my fuck off fun. I'm just like, <laughs> well, I was like, like how did this happen? Was I yeah, I was like, when was that fun? I'm so lost but it's just, I see that with Tommy, it's like, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, that doesn't, like, don't you know he's going to, like, grow up soon and he's going to have to go through life? And, and times are harder now than yeah, they times were are harder when, now. Yeah. Yeah. when we were growing up. You're right. And he and it's funny because, like, you're right. Like, the female thing is kind of established where, like, you know, what you were talking about. But with Eddie, like, he's been having mood swings. And one day I was just like, why do you feel that way? And I just opened up because... Me and it, when I was talking about the roadblocks we used to have is like I'd have all these expectations for him and I'd explain to him like hey if you want to go to college you have to do this you have to like um, I understand you're in the you're at home there's a Italian way but you still have to establish like a routine for you to like practice your trumpet get better because for me I never had that like I everything I did was on talent and learning but I was telling him like you can be 20 times better than me if you start now and I noticed he just not do it he doesn't want to and he's just like I don't want to and then he just say like the craziest things and you're just like back talk like no other and I'm like dude when I said that like I'd get socked in the face like I couldn't say it cause I would be dead yeah. <laughs> yeah. cause I would die yeah, right. I'd, be, I'd be dead before I finish but for him he's saying it I'm like and then one day I just caught myself I was like you know what like like what Lena was saying what you guys were saying I was like I can't I'm gonna take a different approach and have more transparent conversations like we were talking about like it's not always about being tough that Front and so I was like, bro, um, you know, tell me what's wrong. And he was like, I'm too embarrassed to tell you because it's something I did. And a lot of boys go through that as they get older. And I, and I told him, I was like, you know what? In my mind, I was like, if it makes him feel comfortable, I told him something about me, like my secret. And I was like, I felt so embarrassed. And it's funny because people are like, oh, you're a good kid. And here I am, like, you know, I messed up and I did something. And he was like, oh my gosh and then you just and then he opened up but after that like we had this sense of like bond and we got so much closer and I was like man but that little moment went away because he just started going back to his own voice and he wouldn't listen but I was like man like I'm trying to work on more of like 
not because it's like what you guys are saying it's different times now like mm-hmm. it's not the traditional like the old way is not going to work because there's so many things going on now like technology is at all time things are more Which radical so progressive Pe- yeah progressive like, everyone is everywhere so you can't just it's just it's not the same like the control is is not you can't control things as much so people are either gonna they're either gonna like rebel against you or they're gonna respond to you if they don't like what you're telling them in a certain way so my approach with them was just like try to put myself in their shoes and, and just sympathize and show more empathy and I'm still working on that with him. That's lucky. Yeah. He is, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I want him to kind of grow up a different way. Like, mm-hmm. how my mom was there for me. I want to be able to be there for him and have him, you know. Even if it's just support. Yeah. yeah, even, even if, if it's just, just support. Because there's a lot of um, our Polynesian male youth at that age who do not have uh, male figures who can be emotionally intelligent to help connect with them on that way. I noticed that a lot of um, this generation, they're very emotional. Like mm-hmm. they're and it's, super. They're super emotional, and you know we can. But that's okay because exactly. they they can be. They're human. They yeah. they are allowed to feel however they want mm-hmm. to feel. Mm-hmm. But we just want you guys to know that we're here. Yeah, yeah, and and it's comparing it to the old times where being sensitive and being emotional or accepting that you have emotions was bad. Mm-hmm. You had to be strong and signs of emotion or whatever was a sign of weakness. Yeah. Like Eddie's lucky because he has two strong males who can help them, you know, help him. Mm-hmm. Even if he is going to talk back or if he is going to, you know, behave how he's behaving, he's still lucky that he has two men to kind of guide him along. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, of Polynesian boys who don't have that at all. Yeah. And they still, they're growing up with a, a male figure in their home who is still pushing that old, you know, yeah. the old ways that we used to live in. It's for that. It's those guys that I, you know, I feel for. I see them at school. I see them, you know, struggling. And I don't know. I just think about them a lot. Yeah. And, and man, I don't know if it's okay to say it, but, like, a lot of guys, like, I, you can correct me, but statistically, aren't they, like, number one, like, sexually, like, abusing? Or no? Or... Yeah, oh, so yeah, they're the number one. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's definitely they men. Are definitely who are up there perpetrating these crimes. Oh. I mean, for like the Polynesians, though, like Tongans, right? In Utah? That what? That are statistically, yeah. statistically number one. I, I, I think that's, that's every single race. It's not limited oh. to just us. All men in general, it's they are the ones that are you know, perpetrating these crimes in higher rates than women are. Women are doing it too, but mm-hmm. men are doing it at higher rates. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Sick. I know. What do you think? I don't know, cause when I when I'm with you, like when I'm with you, Sifa and Eddie, like I Vita. I or Vita what? Vita, Sorry. Man, that's my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Hey Vita, stop trying to take the show. You ain't even here, bro. Sifa, my bad. You owe me tater top. Tell about that. Yeah, I got you. I got you on payday. I'll I'll text you. I'll text you. Don't hit me up. Don't hit me up. I'll I'll hit you up. But um, what's it called? Um, dang, never know what I'm gonna say. First beat on to ruin it, then the tater top. saying when you were hanging out with us. Oh no, but when I hang out with you guys, I feel very um like the brother and sister bond, which is weird. Yeah. Then I feel it with you guys because it's like, I mean, we've known each other, but it's, it's like we know each other on another level. And I think, mm-hmm. um, well, why we vibe off really well. 
Yes. But mm-hmm. why we vibe off really well is because um, you it's it's that unspoken respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's it you could tell it's been taught. Like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like um, it's also a taboo. Like. Yeah. You, it's, yeah. It's that just unspoken respect. Like, that's a good taboo. That, that we just naturally fell into it with yeah. you guys, with you and Vita and Eddie. That it's it just... so natural. It, we just automatically all just felt like brothers and sisters. But I honestly, the last time I felt like this was, like, um, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And all of the kids that we went to school, went to high school with. You know, it was yeah. a lot of kids from, yes, from my ward. Oh, but there were a lot of kids from the Methodist community. Mm-hmm. And we were just all friends. Everybody would just sit around the table and play space. Yep, mm-hmm. and kick it. I went to Hunter High School. You know, we were all in the courtyard. And okay, but you know what's crazy? And that was like, <laughs> everyone from Glendale, like, everyone my year, we were so close that, like, my, my mom and them thought it was so weird that we wouldn't marry them. Even though we weren't really related, but I'm like, I'm like, dude, we grew up it's together. Like, like yeah. my our community. Like, yeah. I'm like, like dude, seriously, that's why I was Monday like, to Friday. you know, but my mom and them are just like, why not? Like, you guys, it's not, we're not family. I'm like, but we are. Like, <laughs> we're not, not but we school. are. Like, see, like, and just to intervene, like, it goes back to like how they don't understand, like, what's that part of it too? The, the Tongan American, yeah, the Tongan American experience. Yeah. They just drop us off at school and they're just like, all right, go to the Okay, good luck. Yeah. But we just naturally yeah. gravitated toward the other kids that mm-hmm. looked exactly like us. Yes. And mm-hmm. even if there were kids that I wasn't, because everybody knew me to be like mm-hmm. the shy the nerd. nerd. No, right. But, but <laughs> they yeah, still yeah, had yeah, my yeah, back. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, I was a nerd. No, really. I'm still a nerd. The they nerds, still the had my back, man. Yeah. Like, all of my brother's friends, even if they had no idea who I was. You know, they just, yeah. just based on the fact that it was tongue and they had my back. You know what my theory is now? Like, cause I actually, like the thing about my anxiety is like, I just think about so many things and it's kind of weird. Cause like, I just think about the randomest crap. Like, cause I was asking like, why is Eddie like that? But I look at, cause I, he tells me like at school, like it's all like the, the culture has changed where it's like now it's cause back then, like we all had that, that sense of community, like away from home. But now, like, since we've already established ourselves as being Polynesians, like, a lot of these kids, like, with technology coming up, it's all about, like, status quo. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much of, like, community, but who's popular mm-hmm. and being left out. So now it's not even about, like, who looks the same as you. It's about, like, being popular and kind of, like, getting out there. And that's why you see all these challenges, all these dances. Selfies are, like, you know, like, people are doing that nonstop. Like, hey, chilling with my boys, like... And, he, and my brother doesn't even have a phone, and he tells me like he feels left out like crazy because he doesn't have yeah, he a phone. Just because he doesn't have a phone, yeah, he's yeah. not. He's not connected of, to where yeah. everybody is, and they're all on. Yeah, so it's not even about race now. It's like he doesn't have a phone, so why everyone's like okay, Eddie, but you're fourteen, by I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they're like, dude, my mom gave my sister's phone. I never had a phone. To like move to Utah after I was 18. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, sorry, is it is it bad that I'm uh, the second oldest and I didn't I didn't have a car, I yeah. didn't have a phone. I drove a van. Like, yeah. no, but that's what I'm saying. But then I have. I'm, I'm like, if you don't have it, you exactly. don't have it. Like, boo, freaking who? Try living through it, okay? Uh, do you remember that van we brought to your house? The gray one, the gray big one. Dang. Like it's an old gray big van. Like, the people, bubble van. Oh, I remember that. I have to drive that. People get mad. Every time we had a bubble no. van. <laughs> hey, leave the Me van too. alone. 
the the van. van. We had an astro van. We had a brown van. We had an astro van. Yeah, that's the one. Mom, I'll be back. I'm going to go drive to the cabin to get a flat tire and get back. Yeah. So when she got the astro, she was like, what the hell? I was like, I don't know nothing. <laughs> Just took it for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a ride. Me. <laughs> 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 I can't ride. I can't ride. My hand motions. The kiki He's hand motions. That is what I'm doing right now. Me. But... I'm about to move oh. the other side because the sun is bugging me right now. Come. Come. But I love that. I, I love that we have a, we all have that connection. Like that. We are Thanks, sis. Welcome, bro. <laughs> wow, bro. You know what's so weird? We laugh about that, but what? Like, okay. if is it bad that I if that I feel this way and I'll call like if I feel someone has a respectful way of bro, is that bad? No. No. I think the only time I mean, the only time like it's bad is when someone's like hollering at you and you're like, hey, bro. But that's what I'm saying. How do you know? Kate, you know what? Polly's, we don't dif- differentiate because we're, we all are flir- flirtatious. Did I say french fries? Did, I say- <laughs> Did you say french fries? Are you hungry? Sonic? Did I say french fries? You want cheese? But we're all like, we're tops? different, but... I hate y'all. Y'all know I'm on this vegetarian diet over here. Ask me to go Sonic. Well, if you like the person, then you just don't call him bro. You just <laughs> That's you the only thing you See? <laughs> I'm like, politicians are naturally flirtatious, though. Like, oh, we, yeah. We have, it's not even being flirty. We're just really social. We're, dude, Vita's the worst at that. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, it can be any Shut girl. Up. She could be like 60 years old. She might catch up and be like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, she's about late. She's too old for you, bro. <laughs> he, he gets that look, the money. Yeah. Yeah. So what he had to do is he did that. He's all with me. He's all tapping his leg. <laughs> and, and he'll, and he'll, and he'll,